We are live for the first time in forever. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Weeknights with Wicked. Changing it up a little bit. We typically do interview style podcasts over here. But I wanted to throw it back to where it all began a little bit. Y'all welcome my co-host for the night, my boy Mac Dubs. We used to podcast together way back in the day. Um, it's been something he's been requesting we do again. I've definitely been in love with the idea of doing it again. So, Mac Dubs, welcome to the podcast. Say hi to the people. Hi, people. That was Mac Dubs saying hi to the people. We're going to be doing something a little bit different tonight. This is the first of two, sorry, first of three podcasts today. Um, this one we're going to do, we're going to do a little bit different than what we normally do. Like I said, we're not doing an interview style on this. We're actually going to go over some of the weirdest tag teams in stables in wrestling history. So, with that being said, we're going to jump into it real fast. We got a whole list of tag teams and stuff here with some explana uh, explanations behind it too. So we're definitely going to like try to move somewhat quick with it only because there's a massive list. And I don't want this to be a seven, seven hour long podcast. Let's see yeah. where we're going to start. We'll start with The Rock and Chris Jericho. Mac Dubs, this is where you do your thing. This is before my time, so you gotta you gotta do your thing with this. You gotta drop the introduction of why it looked good and why it sucked at the same time, bud. I got you. I got you. I was changing my glasses so I could see there. So start off with the Rock and Chris Jericho, two of the best in-ring performers, two of the best in my opinion. Um, best on the mic top 10 um, I have the Rockets 1 Don Cena 2 Chris Jericho is in the top 5 but <clears throat> um, their feud began in like 2001 um, actually it started when Chris Jericho first came into WWF at the time um, now, WWE, as I was saying, get the F out of here, whatever you want to call it. Anyways, uh, The Rock was in the ring, and I believe Chris Jericho made his debut the week before, and The Rock wasn't there. Uh, I think The Rock was the WWE champion at the time, and Chris Jericho was coming out to introduce himself. And basically, The Rock was like, who the hell are you, pal? Um, that didn't go over too well. They ended up having a match. I don't remember who won. Um, I I'm going to say it was The Rock. Because, of course, it's Dwayne Johnson. Um, it more and so got heated between them two during... 2001 when invasion started and at that time that's when WCW and ECW 
elevated uh, um, the WWE with the same blue hair. Um, and so on. Um, they bittered back and forth. Vince McMahon was trying to get him to tag team. They said, no, I don't like this dude. He should be in WCW. Um, I feel like he's going to be a traitor. So, they both tag teamed for a while. I think they won the tag team titles, if I'm not mistaken. They beat the, they beat the other boys. They beat the doubly boys. Uh, it was before my time. I do remember seeing something about it, watching YouTube videos. Um, they beat the Dudley Boys in September of 2001, and they ended up holding the tag team belts for eight days. But it was crazy. The reason why I had them on the list for, like, weirdest tag teams is because they were under, like, they they were going through a feud against each other. And then out of nowhere, they paired them together in September of 2001, and they ended up winning tag team belts. I mean, they only lasted for eight days as champions, but I wanted to put them on the list. There's probably going to be more on the list. Um, I just saw a lot of names that, like, I kind of know. Like, for example, Chris Jericho, uh, The Rock. He's been coming back and forth between WWE for a bit now. Like, well, within the last couple of years anyways. So, I know both of those names. I threw them on the list. I was like, you know what? It's pretty, you know, pretty weird. They were a tag team. But they had a feud against each other. I, I just I wanted to throw that one in on the list. Um, let me let me go down through this list and see what else I got. We got Braun Strowman and Nicholas. This one is from more me uh, more recent memory. This is when um, it was at WrestleMania 34. Braun Strowman um, wanted to go after the Bar, which was Sheamus and Cesaro at the time. They had the tag team championships. Braun Strowman ended up getting himself a tag team match against them. And WWE said he needed a tag team partner or he couldn't compete. Braun Strowman literally goes out in the crowd, grabs this 10-year-old kid. And Braun Strowman literally stayed in the match the entire time until the very end where I believe it was the 10-year-old kid named Nicholas. Um, I believe he's the one that got the pin. I can't remember 100%. All I know is Braun Strowman and a 10-year-old kid won tag team titles in WWE, making it one of the weirdest pairings ever, considering you have pro-caliber athletes, and this man literally just went in the crowd and pulled a 10-year-old kid just to win a tag team belt. And then they end up having to later forfeit the belts. I think it was the next night, if not the same night, they end up forfeiting it. And the reasoning was, I thought it was funny, uh, Braun Strowman said they had to vacate the belts because Nicholas had to go back to school. Had me absolutely laughing about that. And I was like, yeah, that's definitely going to make a list one day for weird tag teams. So I'm happy we kept that one in memory because, you know, it made our list. Coming in at number three on the list, we got Cody Rhodes and Hardcore Holly. Um, that was... Uh... Back in 2007, I believe. Yeah, it was a couple uh, of years but, before I started getting, like, 
because I got introduced to wrestling in probably like 2008, like the end of 2008, early 2009, probably early to more so probably early to mid 2009 is when I was introduced to it. Um, I was in, I want to say I was in fifth grade when I got introduced into the wrestling world. So there's not going to probably be a lot of old school ones. Like I said, we went with the rock and Chris Jericho only because it's names that I knew. Um, so the reason why we went with that one, but the Cody Rhodes one stood out to me because it was, it was crazy because Cody Rhodes started his career, um, with a whole bunch of losses, a whole series of losses to hardcore Holly. And then, uh, pretty much, uh, Cody Rhodes and hardcore Holly, they just, like I said, series of losses from Cody Rhodes. He kept coming back, just kept wanting to go at it. Hardcore Harley, uh, hardcore Holly kind of like, kind of like the idea like the never say die attitude and stuff um they ended up going into like they formed a tag team in december of 2007 they beat lance Cade and trevor murdoch for the world tag team championship belt and they held it for a total of six months so the reason why i put that on the list is because if you're working with a guy that you're constantly losing to to me, it's just a weird thing to make them a tag team. Um, another one I put on here is the uh, Vladimir Kozlov and Santino Morella. Um, that one, it, it was the weirdest thing. It was back in the time of when Nexus was in WWE. Uh, May 2010, Santino... Morella ended up going to Vladimir Kozlov trying to form a tag team didn't happen there's a whole bunch of series of a whole bunch of dumb stuff tea parties dance off stuff like that um Santino Morella and Vladimir Kozlov finally became a tag team and in December 2010 um they won the belts and then two months later they lost the belts to Heath Slater and Justin Gabriel of Nexus the fact that Santino at the time was considered more of a gimmick than anything and to have him with somebody that had some sort of star status in the company, it was a very weird, very, very weird thing. Um, there's been a lot of other ones that have been like that. You have guys that are seen as gimmicks with people that have some talent. I'm not going to say Santino Morella didn't have talent. He was entertaining to watch more than anything, but... I wanted to put that one on the list just because of how weird the segments were with all the, you know, the, the tea parties, the dance-offs, all that kind of stuff. To me, it just, it was a very, very weird thing. It just, I don't know, it stood out. We also got, let's see, which one do we want to go with here? We got two of them right off the jump with The Miz. Oh, Miz. I remember a lot of We're going to go with Show Miz. That's where uh, guest host John Hatter uh, pretty much said The Miz and Big Show have to tag team against D-Generation X. It was back in 2010. Um, they ended up winning the tag team titles from D-Generation X in an elimination match a couple of weeks later. And then they held the belts for about two months. And then they ended up ultimately losing the titles to the Hart, the Hart Dynasty. Um we already know who the Big Show and the Miz are. Wrestling fans, they know who they are. They're both incredibly talented. But to have them as a tag team, especially not having any chemistry as a tag team or anything like that ever, 
it was kind of it was kind of weird to see um especially going up against a high caliber you know very very well known group in degeneration x it was something that really stood out you got a you got two guys that have never done any sort of tag team work together going in against one of the most elite stables of all time in degeneration x it was just it, it was a weird thing to see um Another one we got on here is The Miz and Damian Mizdow. That was back in the summer of 2014. Damian Sandow um, literally started like, and he had this gimmick where he was impersonating other wrestlers and stuff. And he ended up like impersonating The Miz, called himself Damian Mizdow. They ended up, uh, they ended up becoming a tag team. They won the belts in November of 2014 held the belt the belts for about a month and then they lost them to the Usos. Um considering the fact that we already know the Miz is a very very high class athlete when it comes to the world of professional wrestling and then to pair him with somebody that's literally just like making his gimmick all about impersonating other wrestlers. It was weird to see. It was like you had the Miz and then you had a clone of the Miz that just wanted to copy everything he did. Kind of kind of stood out in a weird way so i wanted to throw that one in on the list um kane and x-pop kane and x-pop was one of my favorite <clears throat> um that was we, back when kane became yeah. a baby face um they captured the wwf world tag team champions twice in 1999 defeating jeff jarrett no one hart and the acolytes uh X-Pac's eventually turned on Kane and reformed a heel version of Degeneration X. So, just knowing, like, who Kane is and knowing Degeneration X as, like, a faction, it stood out in the sense that, you know, Kane is one of them guys. He had The Undertaker. He was a big name. He was dark. He was mysterious. He had that whole demon thing going on. And then they threw him in there with X-Pac to win tag team belts. It's really weird. But um it wasn't bad, you know? Um from what yeah, I've seen, like in YouTube videos and stuff like uh them tag teaming, winning the belt, stuff like that. It wasn't weird in the sense that like they were just weird in the ring. It was just a very, very odd pairing. Um a couple more on the list. I don't want to make it too long. We're about fifteen minutes in. Another one that kind of was like really weird. Anytime you have a celebrity that's not a wrestler come in for a tag team, it's uh, it's like, why would you do that? Good example of that would be Team Pac-Man. Uh, September in 2007, Adam Pac-Man Jones, uh, he was in TNA. Um, he latched on to Ron Killings, also known as R-Truth. Um, they became a tag team, and they ended up beating Kurt Angle and Sting for the tag team titles in TNA. And then a month later, they lost the belts to Christian and Tomko. Um, it was just like the rest of them, a weird pairing. You got a professional athlete in the sense of a football player and then a professional wrestler. There have been other people that have done that kind of stuff, uh, in more recent history, you had Chris Jericho and Logan Paul at WrestleMania. I believe it was WrestleMania. But you had Chris Jericho and Logan Paul as a tag team. Um, 
they didn't win the belts or anything like that. It was just some match, and the Miz ended up turning on Logan Paul, and now Logan Paul's in WWE. He actually just entered the Royal Rumble, did pretty solid. There was a really incredible spot with him and Ricochet, literally jumping across the ring at each other from the top ropes. It was really, really neat to see that. But, um, you know, pairing somebody from outside of the fighting industry as far as pro wrestling with a pro wrestler, it's always one of those things that's going to stand out. We got, let's see, let me go through this list and try to see what I can find here. John Cena and David Otunga back when NX, or not NXT, Nexus was a huge thing. Um, John Cena ended up losing a match to uh, Wade Barrett. I believe it was Wade Barrett. I can't remember if it was just Wade Barrett or the the entirety of Nexus. But John Cena lost and was pretty much forced to join Nexus. Uh, Wade Barrett pretty much forced him to team with David Otunga. And uh, they ended up beating Drew McIntyre and Cody Rhodes for the tag team champions or the tag team championship belts in October of 2010. Um, and then literally the next day, Wade Barrett told David Otunga to lose a match against other Nexus members so they could get the belts instead because they didn't want John Cena having any of the titles. That whole storyline with John Cena and the Nexus, to me, I liked the storyline, but. Knowing John Cena's career as a wrestler, I have that one on the list only because John Cena has held multiple different championships in WWE, including different tag team belts. So for him to go in there, win the tag team titles, and then literally a day later, he's just sitting on the outside of the ring while David Otunga lays in the middle of the ring, takes a three count just to lose the belts. Weirdest, one of the weirdest things. Um... We got Jarrah Show, which was, uh, that Big started, yeah, show. it was Big Show and Chris Jericho. That one started when, uh, Edge and Chris Jericho held the belts in 2019, or er, 2019, 2009 in July. Uh, Edge ended up catching that injury that forced him ultimately to retire. Um, Chris Jericho was allowed to pick a substitute tag team partner to defend the belts with. He ended up picking Big Show out of a huge shock, um, they had this really, really unusual, unusual uh, chemistry with each other, and um, they ended up holding the belts from July until mid-November of 2009. Um, Edge and Chris Jericho as a tag team, I well, I thought was really interesting, and then you know out of nowhere you get Chris Jericho tagging with Big Show. It was one of the most off-the-wall tag teams I've seen. I'm not going to knock them. They actually worked really well together. They had really good chemistry, but at the time, just like out of nowhere, Chris Jericho's picking Big Show to be his tag team partner. It's just like really crazy. Um, We got a couple of more with John Cena. I'm trying to skip through my list a little bit here. Um, We'll go with that one. Team Hell No. Daniel Bryan and Kane, Um, they had a feud going, and then they were forced to pair up as a tag team. Um, they had this whole anger management session thing they had to go through, and then they ended up holding the WWE World Tag Team titles, or World Tag Team Championship titles, for 245 days, even though they never wanted to be a tag team. Um, it was just one of those things that kind of was forced to happen, and it just surprisingly worked out. Um, there was a lot going on with that too. Um, there was a lot of betrayal and stuff. 
going back recently to I can't remember which uh, what Royal Rumble it was, but Daniel Bryan and Kane were both in the Royal Rumble. They kind of uh, you know had their whole team reuniting thing. Daniel Bryan got like almost eliminated. Kane called him, and like the crowd went crazy, and then Kane just kind of like let him go to lose the match, and that was pretty much the end of Team Hell No. Fast forward a while later, uh, I can't remember which one of the two it was. One of the two of them ended up getting, like, beat up in the ring. And then, you know, other dude came down there, made the save. And they kind of teamed up again just for that. But it was one of them tag teams that just kind of, like, was there, dissolved, and then kind of picked up a little bit but never gained traction again. That's why I put Team Hell No on the list. Um, We got... Two more I'm going to go off of. We have The Bar, which was already mentioned. I want to say we mentioned it earlier. Uh, Cesaro and Sheamus. Um, that was a weird tag team in itself. They had a rivalry with each other. They were always at each other's throats. And then um, they had this. they had this best of seven series on Raw. Pretty much to figure out who the better fighter was or whatever. And then after that, they ended up becoming a tag team and they won uh, tag team titles on uh, five different reigns. So they held, as a tag team, they held the titles five different times. So seeing that they were like having this massive feud going back and forth, best of seven series or whatever, and then, uh, you know, going and winning tag team belts five different times, got to be one of the craziest things that WWE's done as far as, like, booking or whatever. Um, the creative department sucks, in a way, I guess. I don't want to badmouth WWE too much. I mean, kind of, but, you know, that's how things work out. And then I'm going to let Cameron do this last one. This is one that stood out to me, was the Rock and Sock connection, Mick Foley and The Rock. Cameron was, like, into wrestling back in that time. That was, like, shortly after I was born, so... Even if I would have been watching it back then, I wouldn't even remember it. But I'm gonna let Cameron finish the stream or the podcast off with that one. Well, I mean, where do I begin? Um, you have The Rock, the most electrifying person, and then you have an unusual, psychotic, um, crazy uh, person. Um, who basically just wanted a best friend. Um, the most unusual tag team probably in wrestling, wrestling history came together. Um, Mankind wanted to be The Rock's friend so bad. He went to so many lengths to be his best friend. The Rock just kept turning him down, turning him down. And then The Rock had a match. The Rock was getting beat. Mankind came down and saved him. And, you know, The Rock just shrugged it off. He's like, I don't need your help. I don't need you here. Mankind just kept trying to be his best friend. Throwing him a birthday party. Visiting him in the hospital. Stuff like that. And... Basically, shortly after, they Rock was like, hell with it. Let's try it out. 
They uh, they won the tag team titles three times over the next over the year. Um, despite the Rock still not liking the guy, but and then later on they became best friends, and a couple of years later, uh, McFoley after they disbanded the tag team, McFoley. Um, got into a little heat with DX and Radicals and it was a five-on-one handicap match. The Rock came on the Titan Tron and was like, you know what? That's not fair. I want to make it five-on-two. The Rock and Sock is back together. So, I mean, and then couple of years later down the line, Evolution One take was jumping Mick Foley. The Rock came back. They had a reunion. Beat Evolution. So they they've had some crazy moments. They beat some crazy teams. They beat Big Show and The Undertaker. They beat the New Age Outlaws for the tag team titles. They beat um, Big Show and Undertaker for the tag team titles. Um, so it, it was a crazy ride, and I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed watching it. I'm gonna end it with an honorable mention, and I feel like this one's gotta be put out there. Um, Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. RK bro, it's kind of the same storyline. Matt Riddle came in and he just kept messing around with Randy Orton. Randy Orton kept shrugging him off and they ended up, you know, eventually they ended up becoming a tag team and there was a lot of fighting within like Randy Orton kind of like just messing with Matt Riddle. Um, He would turn on him, hit him with an RKO, whatever. The team would like fall apart. And then out of nowhere, you know, one of the two of them would get jumped in the ring. The other one was coming out to make a save. Um, it's more of like a modern day version of the Rock and Sock connection. So I wanted to throw them in as an honorable mention because it, it's weird how like it follows kind of the same the same pattern as the Rock and Sock connection. Um I actually like I I actually like RK bro. They together they're a dominant tag team. I liked, you know, Randy Orton on his own. Dude's got a list of accolades he's gotten in WWE. And then you have a guy like Matt Little or Matt Little. Matt Riddle. Dude just a complete dork. They have him playing like this stoner character and you know, he's always just he's always acting dumb. But you have a guy like Matt Riddle teaming with somebody that has a huge history in the, you know, in the industry of WWE that's won a whole bunch of different titles and stuff, and they end up winning tag team gold together. It's it just, it's one of those things I wanted to put on here because it's literally line in line with the Rock and Sock connection. Um, I just, I wanted to bring that one up. But with that being said, we are at almost a half an hour. I don't want to keep y'all bored. You're probably going to fall asleep listening to this one. It's just me trying to get back into it a little bit. We're trying to change the pace of some of the stuff. Um, 
We got two more of them we got to do later today. I got one on conspiracy theories coming up. And then after that, we're going to do a Royal Rumble recap. Me and Mac Dubs over here. We're going to run through that and, you know, kind of give a recap on Royal Rumble, kind of different paths that we're seeing as far as, you know, wrestlers and what they're going to do now after the Rumble, stuff like that. But with that being said, I think I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast here. I'm going to let Mac Dubs say his final words to you guys. I'm going to say bye now. Let him do his thing, and we're going to cut out of here. always been great hopefully in the future we can get the same views as we did before break some records um guys check me out on the other channel on the other side of Lincoln's podcast it's my podcast or his podcast too so I mean we're a team that's how I roll um so check out the other side uh First and last hit podcast. Um, and I hope you all have a rest of your wonderful weekend. Um, watch some football, drink some beer, do whatever. Have a good weekend and check us out soon. All right. This is Wicked One for Mac Dubs. We hope you all enjoyed this podcast. We signing out. Peace.